0: Welcome to the most enchanted podcast in all the realms. I'm Lynn. I'm Elisa.
1: And I'm Chell. Together we are The The Narrators Narrators 3. And this is Once Upon a Rewatch. Where all plot devices come with a price. Welcome to our Once Upon a Rewatch season three interlude. Today, we're going to have a little Q and A session around Disney, the parks, Once Upon a Time and fairy tales in general. So pull up a chair and join us by the virtual fireplace, and let's begin. Chell, why don't you start us off with the first question? Okay,
0: but I, I just want to say that I really like the Vincent Price way that you said interlude. Yeah, I got a little spooky,
2: scary skeletons in here for a
1: second. <laughs> 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 it was kind of spookums, so I loved it. Yeah, I'm like, feeling oh, it. We're going? we're going into autumn, guys. I mean, I, I know we're not there for like... Almost a month away, but you know.
0: I mean, I'm feeling. Honestly, I mean, I'm literally sitting here, in my in my in my underwear, in my tank top, because it is that warm. Yeah. But so, September starts the Halloween season. We're
2: almost there. As far as Disneyland's concerned, September third is official start of Halloween season, and I think that's beautiful, and that's what I go with.
0: I mean, frankly, any date past my birthday is Halloween season for me.
2: So I think just- that August is a garbage month and doesn't get to be counted as the best season of the year. <laughs>
0: is it just a garbage month because it's so hot?
2: It's the hottest month out of the year and I hate it and I wish it would go to hell.
0: Well, it is and it's dragging you with it. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, we're going to start with a Disney film and TV questions. And I'm going to ask all of us. I'm going to ask all of us. I'm proposing to the panel. Who do you think is the scariest disney villain
1: i mean he's not originally disney but mine is probably the horn king yeah from black cauldron yeah yeah he's pretty spooky he's
0: super spooky his design is very terrifying
1: there was a full animatronic of him mm-hmm. in um tokyo. in tokyo disneyland yeah during the cinderella mystery mystery castle tour whatever it was called oh yeah um, it's so
0: sad
2: that that's not there anymore yeah
1: he's yeah. a scary guy
2: um i'm going with judge Doom.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, he sings like his about his boner, right? The, are we talking about the, no? That's 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 Frolo, Frolo. Mind.
2: No, I'm I'm going. I'm, I'm talking. Who framed Roger Rabbit? <gasps> oh, because yeah. He's terrible. I felt like I needed therapy as a child oh, after, yeah, the, after the clown shoe went in the dip. Like,
1: oh, the shoe, the little ooh, yeah, green the shoe, shoe was yeah. yeah, that was like traumatizing. that was one of the most traumatizing. traumatizing
2: traumatizing movie moments i can remember as a child is when he puts the cartoon shoe in the dip
0: yeah and it's like whimpering in pain you know, oh was, god and then i can't even so think like about that
2: it. when there's like the reveal that he's a tune and he has like the weird buggy eyes oh, like yes. as a child i thought it was the most deeply upsetting thing i'd ever seen yeah so
0: scary so, so he's, scary
2: he's 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 my he's my vote
0: so for scary okay so scary is not evil necessarily it's just scary right because yeah. because evil is different evil for yes. me would always be Corella de because she literally wants to skin puppies and I'm just yeah. like yeah. there's no redeeming quality that's why I will forever laugh at that live action film I'm like there's no redeeming quality you cannot make this person sympathetic I don't give a shit I mean it can be silly and off the wall whatever but I'm like there is no I justification mean, for it it's kind of hilarious how they tried
2: to make her sympathetic oh I yeah. know <laughs> like yeah, yeah 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 they were like the reason get this the reason is because dalmatians (laughs) pushed her mom off a cliff and i was like like, lord have mercy this is the weirdest movie opening
1: (laughs) yeah but then they also have her not actually wanting to kill the dogs she just like fakes that she killed a dog and then she's like i'm not a monster so like it's not even (sighs) the same story yeah it was a fun airplane movie like on the airplane i didn't hate it.
2: it but i also feel like we really don't need to keep making villain redemption movies
0: yeah exactly yeah like i like it i love an evil maleficent
2: i will say that i did like the first maleficent Mm -hmm. i didn't think there needed to be a second maleficent other than i loved aurora's wedding dress obviously because i got inspiration for my wedding dress from it but i don't know i feel like disney has never been able to let go of the fact that they couldn't get the rights to wicked Mm. so they just keep trying to make sad wicked bootlegs
0: (laughs) okay so i have mine I'm going to say he counts as Disney, but in a way, you know, Um, what? but, but Bill Cipher. He's oh, Disney. Yeah. He's Disney. I think he, yeah. 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 He's, he's Disney, Disney, Channel. Disney property. I'll show Disney Channel. He's yeah. Disney property. Yeah. Uh, Bill Cipher to me is th- the absolute scariest villain I've ever probably come across aside from the guy from. Jessica Jones, okay. which I guess now is also technically Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, David Tennant in David Tennant and Jessica Jones. Kilgrave? Kilgrave. Kilgrave. Yeah. Killgrave. The Purple man. Purple yeah. man. Yeah. The purple man. So scary. specifically because like a man controlling my body, my actions is Oh no, it's
2: horrifying. Horrifying.
0: Yeah horrifying. And they're sure
2: being like, why did you cast David Tennant?
0: Uh, yeah, right. That's okay. Thankfully I
2: don't want to um, be mad but, at David Tennant. I I'm not to- mad
0: at David Tennant. Thankfully he's such a just a good actor that I can I can disassociate. And then Bill Cypher is like just a terrifying eldritch horror who literally is like the definition of a cold and indifferent cosmic force that just wants to fuck with you.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: And he's he's just he's just fucking terrifying. I would say Chernabog, right? Cuz he's the scariest looking one, but I mean, he's just he's just so cool and i just love him so much like i just want to put him i, was, I just want to put him in my pocket and take him everywhere you know so i know he, when i was little i was a little
2: afraid of him but that's Me mostly too. because like i would fall asleep during fantasia
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: i'd wake up at the night of bald mountain part and it just would be like demons and i'd be like oh no what's happening yeah i was super
1: <laughs> super scared of that because segment. like before that kid.
2: it's pretty tranquil <laughs> yeah so you right, know right. i was a kid i'd pass the hell out right and i'd same. wake up and i'd be like why why is this happening there's <laughs> i'm there's, like oh horse skeletons what is this
0: you're like oh i see hell is upon us great <laughs>
2: pretty much <laughs> maybe i should have stayed asleep
0: Maybe." <laughs> so yeah bill cypher Kilgrave, and you know sharing i guess because he's <laughs> scary looking oh no he's metal as fuck yeah, he's metal. That's the thing, metal as fuck, man. And I am
2: sad forever that I never bought the Chernobyl sippy cup that they had at Disneyland. <gasps> I would love that. It was really cool. It was like it was like six years ago at this point, but it like lit up mm. and stuff. It was, Ooh. it was very cool.
0: All right, who's next? It's me.
2: What is a fairy tale Disney hasn't tackled that you'd like to see as a movie?
1: So I'm not sure if there's enough there to be a full-length movie. More like I of a short. I know what
2: your answer is going to be, and I want to see if I'm right.
1: I would like to see Hans Christian Andersen's The Wild Swans.
2: Yep, knew it.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, it's um, going to be Wild Swans.
1: Yeah, it's my favorite. Actually, I looked up for you, Chell. It is a type four five one. The brothers who were turned into birds. Ah, uh... that's the that's the type. It was. But yeah, it's it's my favorite, specifically that version. There's other versions. I think the most famous is actually the Six Swans by the Brothers Grimm, but I'm just not as into the Grimm version because it's very grim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Hans Christian Andersen version much better. It's It's moody, it's beautiful, and I'm super biased because her name is Elisa in that version. And it is the one and only time I've ever seen anything where the heroine was actually named Elisa. My name. I've never right. seen that in anything else ever. I mean in some virgin translations it's Eliza, mm-hmm. but in some it's Elisa. And so I just I love it a lot. I love the visuals, I love like the moodiness and like the imagery of like gathering the nettles over the gravestones and like all the spirits frolicking about and just her desperation to like make all the sweaters to save her brothers and how right before she's burned as a witch, she finally throws them on, but she doesn't have enough to finish the last one. So her poor youngest brother has one remaining swan wing and it's just the visuals are amazing. And I think it could be animated really, really beautifully. Yeah, it's just my favorite fairy tale. That's mine.
2: That's also a later question, so you kind of blew your load early on that.
1: No! <laughs> what about you two? I'm still thinking.
2: I think I'm gonna go with East of the Sun and West of the Moon.
1: Ooh, What's that one about?
2: It's a Norwegian fairy tale. I remember it's it's a girl, like, goes on it's one of, it's kind of It's one of the folktales that kind of devolved from the same thing as like the Cupid and Psyche mythos where there's like, there's the Mm. mysterious prince, but you can never look on him. And once you look upon him, like he's actually beautiful, but now, you know, and you broke your promise and he has to leave. Yes. But it's Norwegian. So she has to like go on this quest on this giant polar bear to go find him.
0: Oh, Nice.
2: And you know me, I love a polar bear. Do so Do. i would i would love i would love a disney princess with a polar bear please and thank you i mean i know in some ways it is a little similar to beauty and the beast but I that's
0: what that's what i, I, I remembered it being yeah yeah kind of kind of beauty and the beast ish
2: it kind of is because it's like it's it's like you know a girl gets sent to like live with this like oh this there's, there's a rumor that he's a monster but right. she never sees him he's always in the shadow okay until she's like eventually convinced to like look i like i think in some variations it's like her jealous sisters get her to do it or Mm. you know there's always that's there's always some jerk that coerces the nice girl into breaking her promise right 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 and then as soon as she breaks her promise it's like oh i was actually beautiful all this time but now we can no longer be together and you have to be on this grand epic quest to find me and it's that cool. sounds delightful. I used to have like a really cool children's book of it when I was little. They had like beautiful Scandinavian illustrations. So nice. My parents might still have it. Mom, you listen to this podcast. Do you <laughs> have my fairy tale books?
0: Hopefully she does.
2: I know my one year for my birthday, she got me like the complete Grimm's fairy tales collection in this like giant hardbound tome. And it was so exciting. I was like seven. It was much heavier read than I was expecting at the time. <laughs>
0: like, this is going to take me a while.
2: More so, um, I'm more used to fluffy Disney fairy tales. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, oh, yay, what do you mean that Cinderella's sisters chopped off parts of their heels?
1: Yeah, and the six swans, there's a lot of dead babies that there's none of in the wild swans.
2: I mean, there's a lot of dead babies in general in Grimm's fairy tales.
0: Yeah. I think for me, it would be something to do with Baba Yaga. Ooh. Nice. I really want like something Slavic, like really, really Slavic, you know? Yeah. Like get in there. Like throw a leshy in there. Um, I just fucking
2: love Baba Yaga.
0: But yeah, I love Baba Yaga. Obviously she would be a bit sanitized because we're talking Disney, but I still think I still think a, a Baba Yaga would be amazing.
2: Have you Have you seen my Baba Yaga's mobile homes shirt?
0: Have I? I don't know.
2: It's amazing. It's just a house on, on chicken legs running. And it's says Papa Yaga's mobile homes. Aww. Like an old timey ad.
0: That sounds great.
2: It's fantastic.
1: All right. So which Disney film do you think has the best soundtrack? Ooh, Encanto. I think the Encanto soundtrack's so good. It does slap.
0: It slaps pretty darn hard. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you know what? Pete's Dragon. Passamaquoddy.
1: Passamaquoddy. Passamaquoddy.
0: And that's—I mean, obviously—that's a personal preference. I know every single song. I mean, I know every single song of like the Little Mermaid, and I think the Little Mermaid is probably as far as like all the animated features. I, I would—I would say I love the Little it. Mermaid actually we has is the the best. But personal favorite is Pete's Dragon.
2: I mean, Little Mermaid probably has my favorite villain song in it.
0: Uh, mine oh, it's so good. Uh, mine too.
2: Now is a segue, when I get to tell you about the really weird semi-shout that I had at Elisa on our honeymoon, (laughs) when we were riding the Little Mermaid ride, and she was talking about how Mysterious Fathoms Below is the best song, and it slaps so hard, and I was like, how dare you how dare you say that that is the best song in the little mermaid what poor unfortunate souls is right there and it goes so
1: hard it does i, uh, I love I, fathoms it, below it's okay, so good
2: it, i'm not saying it's not good i'm saying how dare you say it goes harder than poor
1: unfortunate souls does okay doesn't go harder than poor unfortunate souls does no no
0: but i i do love the uh what are they called like the intro songs like that that like the 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 sets the tone the narrative like i have such a soft spot for all of them like Um, uh bells of notre dame bells of notre holy if we're going to talk about the one that slaps the hardest and goes for it it's that one hunchback is amazing that that one is like that one i feel can't be topped uh i think the Frozen Heart comes pretty close because yeah, it's very, Frozen very, great. Uh, because it's very, very Viking-ish. Yeah.
2: Controversial opinion, my favorite opening track does not have lyrics. What is it? I think the best is Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh, that beautiful oh, score, that intro is. score yeah. is The amazing. opening instrumental to yeah. Beauty and
2: the Beast is like so hauntingly beautiful. I just want to burst into tears.
0: I, in I would say lyrics. score, score alone just no lyrics and stuff beauty and the beast
2: oh yeah yeah
0: agree agree yeah.
2: just just the instrumental score it is
0: heartbreaking beautiful beautiful. Mm-hmm. beautiful but yeah i mean like we're comparing like apples to like other apples you know what i'm saying like my prize apple is better than this prize apple no not at all
1: <laughs> like, it, like it's all fucking good it's just yeah, yeah. especially in the in the 90s Renaissance. Mm-hmm. when you had alan menken doing a lot of your stuff for you yeah, yeah. yeah. because I, damn yeah but the all the newer stuff has been amazing too because I've, i love the frozen soundtracks love love tangled love Encanto. Moana. um moana uh moana was great apparently i'm just mm-hmm.
2: pulling for lynn solidarity over here
1: you are mm-hmm. pulling for lynn solidarity <laughs> oh I have man to,
2: i have to back my fellow lynn who spells it the same way i do
1: that just makes me think of one of my favorite move bam, bam quotes that was just like when it was, they were talking about when La La Land beat Moana oh God, for the yes. Oscar, and just be like, oh, "But do you cry when she says I am Moana, and you go, I am too, oh, me too, me too, <laughs> me too, me no, too?" No La
2: La Land, I do not.
1: <laughs> and that, like, I feel that because like every time she's like, "I am Moana," I'm like, oh. "Yeah, you can do
0: fucking anything while that's playing."
1: Mm-hmm. I cry. I
0: cry all the time. I actually spent hours deep diving into a YouTube rabbit hole watching all of the I Am Moana songs mm-hmm. in all the languages
1: that it was dubbed in. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Recommendation listen to the Encanto soundtrack in Japanese. It the has no business
2: going as hard is as It's
1: phenomenal. Listen to Surface Pressure. Moana. Surface Pressure in Japanese. That actress kills it it's amazing it's a great great version of the soundtrack nice also
2: semi-related i think it was the emmys the year frozen 2 came out they had every single elsa who did all the different languages do into the unknown together Aww. it gave me fucking chills it was oh, so good this is
0: like should i have to like now bring up on uh youtube and yeah, watch later yes and it just Do was it. like
2: they just switched off verses so you got it in all different languages Uh, it was really cool
0: so my turn again to ask are you a star wars fan i know that that's rhetorical <laughs> and which character is your favorite
1: so star wars was my personality from like age five i'm sorry baby did you just say was <laughs> <laughs> it's less my personality than it used to be
2: god i it's only
1: because so. other things make up my personality now
2: <laughs> yeah except i remember like our galaxy's edge date the first time we got to go and he's just standing in the middle of galaxy's edge and be like everything is so beautiful i'm at star wars
1: I cried a lot. Yes, I did. You did. Um, so much. But it was like the entirety of my personality from like age age five to like age 14 or something like that. And then like I, you know, branched out and started getting into other things, but I've always loved Star Wars. have a very a deep, deep special place in my heart for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite character is... It's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's basic, but I love I love him so much. Close behind is Leia. If we're talking the sequel tr- trilogy, Finn is my guy. I love Finn so much. And then if we're rolling back to the land of prequels, mm-hmm. I just, I love Obi-Wan. Those are my faves. What about in the expanded universe? Hmm. Expanded Universe is hard. I, as a child, as a kid reading the Expanded Universe books, I loved... Oh my God! What's his name? Um... I don't know,
2: honey. Because the only thing expanded universe I can throw your way is Marge Jade. <laughs> it's the extent of back. my extended universe knowledge. I never got the books.
0: I never got the books either, but I knew that she did, so I just wanted to throw it out at her, <laughs> just to be kind of an extra <laughs> asshole.
2: Oh no, she she knows all the things. I
0: oh yeah, her and Ariana can just like talk a whole other language for hours, and I'm just like
1: mm-hmm. I've watched all the movies. I'm now. Far more advanced. watched a lot of the TV shows. I haven't watched all of them, though.
0: No, but
2: you—you're gonna I get there. Don't know why I became a Cockney child halfway through this. I, I don't did. know.
0: I don't know. You're taking lessons from the Dick Van Dyke School of accents, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dash Dash Rendar was uh-huh. my favorite. I was super super into him as a kid reading the Expanded Universe Star Wars books. I haven't read any of those in a very, very long time, so I don't know if he would stand the test of time with me or not. I'm I'm not sure. But that that was my fave back in the ancient times of me as a child reading all the adult novelizations. And the teen ones too. It was actually a big bonding point with me and Ariana was the whole like Jedi Academy books. She was one of the characters for Halloween one year. Those are good times. Good times. How about you, Lynn?
2: It used to be Han Solo mm-hmm. and I still love him very much. But then the Mandalorian happened. <laughs> and I love a sad dad more than mm-hmm. I love just about anything else. So switch allegiances and I'm kind of a din Jardine girl now.
1: Mm-hmm. I love Mando. God, the Mandalorian's so good.
2: It's, I don't know. Mando's my favorite Star Wars. I I will die by that.
1: It's so good. It's, so good. it's so good. so good. So
0: good. Like it's it's so good. And it was the thing is it was crafted by people who actually give a shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And you can, you can see the love in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was not made by people who would like, yeah, I read a Wikipedia article about star Wars once. So I think I'm qualified to write this.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mando was spectacular and Obi-Wan Kenobi was spectacular. Yeah. I loved both those shows. They made me feel like, Oh, I love star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah. My, my opinion on the Obi-Wan thing is that it should have been a movie, but otherwise I think it was great. You know, I was like, I think this could have actually been a movie. i think so too but i loved it i loved every single second of it
2: although i did have like a bitchy like oh oh, oh," when you get liam neeson's ghost Mm mm-hmm Cause I was like, oh, oh, look who said I'll be damned before I go back to Star Wars.
1: (laughs) I love the quote of him being back when he was just like, ah, Ewan's a pal. (laughs) It's funny because after the
2: prequels, he was so militantly like, I will die before I do a Star Wars movie again. And I was like, okay, drama llama, settle down.
0: (laughs) Well, also, I mean, he voiced Qui-Gon in quite a lot of the media in in a way that like most of the other actors didn't. So someone needed- i'm pretty sure he did that's cool i didn't know that That
2: is cool though let me get mr i die before i do star wars again let
0: me you know what before my ass writes that check let me make sure it can actually cash it i'm gonna imdb this yeah 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 he was in clone wars um for three three times that qui-gon force ghost back so yeah I got very emotional when he popped
1: up. I was like, I'm feeling things. Well, I, I was, was just like, Qui-Gon. oh,
2: look who's back. <laughs> I
0: was <laughs>
2: thought you said you were too good for all this,
0: sir. <laughs> my favorite humanoid character is Luke, which I'm not usually like the person who likes like the basic male protagonist lead, the but hero on his little boy. But he's such a good boy. And I think obviously like my love for Mark Hamill is is informing that decision because it's it's not as if like, oh, Mark's not a good actor. He absolutely is. It's just that my love for Mark enhances my love for Luke. But my favorite characters overall are always droids because a bitch loves a bot bot. And I feel R2-D2 is the absolute fucking kingpin hero of this whole entire that's true universe like none of like these people would not know their head from their ass without him from this like foul mouth asteroid merc you know um like he just he's a little mechanic he's a little blue collar droid who got caught up in people drama and kept fucking turning it out you know and he was so reliable and just I don't know. Like, he's just, he's amazing. And by that extension, I really like Chopper. He's from Rebels, and he is a former Imperial bot who is now the baby son of Hera. <laughs> the pilot Hera and he's just like always down to murder like yeah. to, to do a murder and that's why I love Chopper so much like he he lo- he likes two things in life mom and murder that's all he wants to do in life he's just like I want to be with my mommy and then I want to murder baby so <laughs> and he's just as foul-mouthed and and bad-tempered as R2 can be actually he's got a way more of a bad attitude which is why I love him so much I love K2SO from oh God, Rogue One. K2SO, so K-2SO oh, so like his death scene, like I was choking sobs um, in the theater. Because I
2: mean, Rogue One was one of those movies where you're like, you go into it and you're like, I know no one's going to live through this movie. Right. I know this.
0: I didn't. I had no oh, really? idea what that fucking movie was about. No. Oh. I didn't know. I just went in, just like, woo, Star Wars. And I went in and I was like, oh
1: oh oh no
2: even if you'd had the heads up you'd still have been like that because i knew everyone was gonna die and i still exactly half of it
1: no i was just like it it wouldn't have helped (laughs) you it didn't go well for the people who got these plans so this is gonna go poorly
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. right so yeah i love all the botpots uh when i was little of course like my favorite characters were the ewoks because they're little stabby teddy bears like who the fuck doesn't love that right (laughs) so I never, I was never a Han fan. I mean, like, I I like Han, of course. Here's why I love Han Solo. Oh no, everybody loves Han. I love that. White guy. It
2: it was just- a lot of people, I feel like, love Han Solo for the wrong reason, which is not me being judgmental. Uh Uh-huh. But it's kind of the, like- it's the dude bro thing where it's like yeah you, you miss the point of this character when you no like I love him because like, he's, oh, he's kind a of stoke. a dork exactly he's a dork. that's why I love him yeah and that's what dudes always get wrong is they're like he's oh wonderful. no Han Solo is a stone called badass hashtag Han shot first and I'm like i am sorry did you miss the part where they sneak into the base and he's dressed like a stormtrooper
1: and i'm fine how how they're
2: doing how are you doing i
0: know (laughs) oh i know that was like my favorite scene yeah exactly like he's he's just like a dorky older brother for for luke you know i mean
2: then he gets together with leia and he kind of just is like i'm gonna stand back and let my badass girlfriend handle this and every so often put a hand on her shoulder and be like okay baby maybe we're getting a little
0: too mad and we need to leave now Right, <laughs> I think I think Lego Star Wars captures him perfectly. And if you guys haven't watched the Lego Summer Vacation, we have special, not. Oh, the you only watch Lego
2: it. I've watched is the the Lego movies, TM, the ones that were like the big mm. in theater ones.
0: Oh no, Star Wars Lego is fucking off the rails. It is. It is. It is everything that Star Wars is. Without the uh veneer of pretension, and yeah. like it's down to their base characterization. So, like, how you're saying, like, Han Solo's like, you know, he's just kind of a big goofball, right? He is,
1: he is a, is a big fucking.
0: Why I love him. He's an absolute dork in this. And, you know, like, and Darth Sidious, he's, believe it or not, he, like, the Emperor Palpatine is my fucking favorite character in Lego Star Wars because he's such like this maniacal brat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you know, he's just always like pitching a little fit and I love it. And it's like Rumpelstiltskin. Very <laughs> much like, very much like Rumpel. He's very, you got very high Rumpel energy in it. And you'll love it because Finn and Poe and Ray are in it and they just like live their best lives together in it. That's so awesome. it's it is it is everything that you wanted from the movies. It wasn't in, given. And wasn't given. It's all in the Legos verse.
2: If you got a Disney-related tattoo, what would it be?
1: So Lynn and me are planning on actually getting Disney-related tattoos together, which I don't have any tattoos. I do. We're getting corresponding I See a Light tattoos with, like, Rapunzel artwork on it. Oh, That's so sweet. So that's happening, which I'm very excited about. For a while,
2: I've wanted to get Have Courage and Be Kind
1: yes that would be lovely
2: and i've also wanted to get remember you're the one that can fill the world with sunshine
1: yeah you wanted that with bluebirds right bluebird and apple blossoms and then i wanted
2: have courage and be kind with a bunny rabbit you should do it i mean i'm still planning on it it's just tattoos cost a lot of money and then we moved away from the tattoo artist i finally found and liked yeah
0: i would like to get a donald duck In his little devil costume. it be cute. Like on my shoulder. So that way I'm always informed and influenced by him. (laughs) To wake up every morning and choose choose violence. violence. (laughs) I joked with Ariana for years that I would get the Holy Trinity of ducks on my arm, which is for me, Scrooge howard the duck and count duckula
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh howard the duck
0: with like like yeah like a little angel uh and a little devil uh donald like and like you to like stained glass window type you know and have like donalds in the corner and stuff i'm very influenced by those three ducks in my life
2: you're influenced by howard the duck <laughs> uh,
0: 100 <honestly, laughs> percent Howard the Duck it.
2: influence you
0: <laughs> I Howard made you do. I saw Howard the duck heavily edited version of that film aired when I was seven years old and my father taped it for me like a good dad and I carried that tape around with me forever and I bore the ridicule of my brother and sister to this day for loving Howard the Duck. <laughs> and uh because I just thought it was the greatest fucking movie. Apparently I am the only one. Uh I'm afraid of it. I now own it like the full, you know, like not for TV version. Um with the duck movies. On still yeah, with the duck movies. Which don't phase me. I don't know. I've seen weirder shit. Like I feel like if you watched any trauma videos growing up as I did, like it like that kind of shit just doesn't phase you. And John Waters early work. Like, I've seen a lot of films that I probably should not have seen before the age of 18. But yeah, I fucking love that film. I watched it all the time. My family will never let me forget.
1: <laughs> my sister loved it as a kid, too. My sister really loved it. Me. Yeah. And the soundtrack slaps. It's all by
0: Thomas Dolby.
2: I mean, I do love Thomas Dolby, but I don't know if that counteracts my fear of Howard
0: the Duck. Like, my dream cosplay is still Beverly. Ooh, and now I have the hair for it. Okay. Mm.
1: All right. So what was the first Disney film y'all remember seeing at the cinema? I swear that
0: I did see Fox and the Hound, but maybe not. So I don't actually remember. So the first one I remember is the re-release of Bambi.
1: But I know those those, those Disney Vault movies were coming back very cyclically back into mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. If you've not watched it yet, both to the viewers and to Chell. There is a great yesterworld video about the Disney Vault and Disney home video release. It's fascinating. Yeah, I think I did watch it because I'm 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 subscribed to Yesterworld. Yeah. It's really yeah. good.
2: He has like a countdown of how many times they emotionally blackmail you within a single ad when they do VHSs. <laughs> what about you, Lynn? The first Disney movie I remember seeing in the theater was Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And I got precisely to the point where he drinks the alcohol and turns into a siren and bursts through the ceiling. And I got so scared that my parents had to take me out of the theater because I wouldn't stop screaming. <laughs> no. So I remember with perfect clarity what Disney movie <laughs> I first saw in the theater. <laughs>
1: Poor wow. baby Lynn. Poor baby I was Lynn. so afraid
2: because I was so little and it was so loud. It was loud and scary and I had to be taken out because I just was screaming.
1: I know I saw Little Mermaid and I loved it. And I can't Mm -hmm. remember much about the theater experience, but I remember like the after it and how much I loved it and how much I was enchanted by it. I'm like wanting like the Happy Melt toys and like just everything being Little Mermaid after that. And then the first time I remember, I think the most vivid Disney film as a child that I remember was actually Beauty and the Beast because I remember just being like completely overwhelmed from that opening sequence that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And I remember like asking to see it multiple times in theaters that my mom actually took me a total of three times to see it in theaters. And one time we were late and I was so stressed out. Child me was very stressed about being late to Peace.
2: i'm sorry child you was very stressed about being late
1: <laughs> i have a lot of
0: i have a lot of anxiety about being on time yeah, yeah. same here okay so hey what's your favorite disney snack and that is snack with the ck not double c's
1: since I was very young. I think my favorite has always actually been the classic churro, which is really only a West Coast thing. It's it's not a it's not a world thing. Yeah, when you um, go to
2: world, it's really hard to rustle up a churro. Whereas like at Disneyland, really? you throw a rock without hitting one. There's like only like one or two places in the entirety of Disney World where you can get a churro. Huh.
1: They're very hard to
2: come by for some reason.
1: Dole Whip is a very close second, but I, I'm going to pick churro just because it's like consistently been like one of the things that I've loved getting at Disneyland since I was like a little little kid. I don't know, mine's pineapple apple whip yeah mine's Dole whip Dole Whip is so
0: good <laughs> mine's just the, the whip man i can't i remember the first time i had it and i was like my mind was blown
1: yeah Dole whip i believe only entered the parks in the late 80s so it literally like started being at the parks when we were kids yeah
2: i mean special shout out to that one cookie i was deeply in love with but they don't seem to want to sell that anymore
1: oh the raspberry white chocolate
2: mm-hmm. that that was a good to cookie who's corner
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, there was something at Pooh's Corner I got a 100 years ago, and I cannot remember what it was, and they have never had it since.
2: Right up until like everything closed down for the pandemic they always had a raspberry white chocolate cookie there like they always had it but then after the park came back in 2021 they've they just have never had it since and like there's a fucking asked, white
0: chocolate shortage i do but like i've
2: gone and they've just and multiple times they've been like yeah we don't know when it's coming back do you want a chocolate chip cookie and i'm like no i don't want a chocolate chip cookie <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take your chocolate cookie.
0: How dare and you
1: shove it? <laughs> Do you want a very abridged, without the important details or facts, story about the Shiro at Disneyland? Yes, a dude. I forgot what his name was. He was working for the Disney parks at the time. I went to the rodeo and he had a churro at the rodeo and he was like, this is delicious. We should get this at the park. And then if I remember correctly, like the churro cart didn't tell him like, you know, if they made it themselves or if they got it from a supplier. So he went into the back and went to the dumpster and he found the package of the churros. And to this day, 2022, it is the same churro supplier that this executive, I forget who it was, found in the dumpster. (laughs) That's awesome. I think it's a great story. They are decent churros. I will say that.
0: But I live right outside of downtown LA. So, yeah, so you get the good stuff. I get the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> From like Alvera Street. So I will say I do love me a mint julep. Mm, oh, yeah. I love mint juleps too. The the Disney mint julep is delicious. The Disney mint julep is good. But yeah, Although nothing, nothing for me. nothing for me beats that that gave me live. real
2: false expectations about what an actual mint julep would taste <laughs> like and i went to the south and got a mint julep and i was in hell
1: mm.
2: <laughs> it was basically just bourbon with a mint leaf in it and i was like oh
1: Charlie, you are you're planning a disney world trip i will I let you in that while the normal mint juleps aren't in disney world at the magic kingdom at casey's there is a frozen mint julep <gasps> what the fuck it's good it's frozen it's- mint julep lemonade very good no, a- oh, oh yes it's a frozen visual- and tulip lemonade and it's delicious oh
0: fuck you gotta write that shit down write that down <laughs> oh
1: yum okay
2: next next guy if 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 you want a free trip to any disney park which would you choose
0: i mean i don't want to be that basic bitch and say disney sea oh
2: i was gonna say oh, yeah i was gonna say, so say disney sea okay. too i was okay. gonna say
1: disney sea too
2: I don't Close. think that's basic. It's been it's been recognized and won awards as like arguably the best, the best theme, park theme park in the
1: world. So yeah. Oh, okay. I want to go so bad to Disney Sea. So I think I, that's that's fair.
0: Yeah, Disney Sea or the one with like the Tron experience because I'm I'm such a sucker for like cyberpunk. Oh, shit. um, uh, uh
1: Shanghai. 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 Yeah, Shanghai seems really cool. I also really want to go to Disney Paris one day. um an Actual goddamn dragon see the actual goddamn dragon see phantom manor i'm so obsessed oh my god yes but yeah tokyo disney sea is supposed to be incredible and i really 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 want to go yeah I mean, we were I really supposed, regret to not supposed to do the japanese disney
2: trips go. for our honeymoon but uh
1: but the world shut down yeah yeah mm.
2: and japan still is like no no yeah which respect no i completely respect it so hopefully hopefully an anniversary trip
1: yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. When you were a kid, which ride at Disney did you think was the scariest? Snow White scary adventure. (laughs) Yeah. The scariest for me, was actually Pinocchio. And very specifically, the part that's not supposed to be the scary part, the part when they're in Pleasure Island and like there's a huge jack in the box and like a huge Uh, like like clown looking thing and they're like wiggling. Mm -hmm. I was petrified of those two specific cutouts. Um, I don't know. They're pretty scary. I think that, that's scary. They no, they're, they're that was scary. actually the scariest thing to me. I think um, they're supposed to actually
0: be pretty menacing. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so that scared me really bad as a kid. And then in the haunted mansion, in the older version of the attic, there used to be pop up ghosts mm-hmm. and in a, in a relatively quiet, you know, just with the heartbeat and the piano attic, they really startled me as a kid. <laughs> I was very glad when they were gone. Because the pop-up ghosts, I didn't mind them in the graveyard scene. They're still there. But when they're in the old attic scene, those things scared me to death. There used to be a bargaining system, which is funny because I love the Haunted Mansion now. But as a kid with an older sister who loved the Haunted Mansion, I would go on the Haunted Mansion with her if she would watch the Country Bears with me. Mm. <laughs> that was our deal. <laughs> our bartering. When like, I was four and she was eight oh yeah so
2: like weirdly i remember the first time i went on the hana mansion as a kid like not being that afraid of it and like being really convinced i was gonna be afraid of it but then like i had super vivid nightmares about it after going on it like specifically the elevator like i just kept having this recurring dream that my room was stretching like the elevator and i kept waking up screaming that my room was stretching
1: Poor baby lynn
2: I was very young so it's it's weird because I remember like I remember like having like the Haunted Mansion built up so much in my mind as a kid is like oh that's the scary ride that's the scary ride and then like going on it and being like oh it's not as scary as I thought it was gonna be but like for some reason the elevator really fucked with me yeah and I just kept having this like recurring nightmare about like waking up and my room was stretching like the elevator which like by adult standards you're like it's kind of hey man whatever dream kid but as a kid I thought that was like the freakiest thing
1: I get that I was very mixed about the Haunted Mansion as a kid because I was very scared of the hallway scene with like the moving doors and then Leota I could roll with and then I loved the ballroom sequence mm-hmm. and then I was terrified of the attic scene, the old attic scene the way it used to be. Oh, you mean but then... back when
2: it was still good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I had
1: strong opinions about the attic. <laughs> and then I loved the graveyard scene. So like I would hide my eyes and then watch and then I would hide my eyes and then watch and that was baby Elisa on the Haunted Mansion. Nope. I'm just terrified of Snow White. Well not oh, Snow no.
2: White,
0: but the evil queen.
2: I had I had a very complicated relationship with Snow White because like I loved Snow White and it was the only princess ride. So I was always like, I wanna go on Snow White, like the um the Lewis black candy corn. <laughs> uh-huh like every time as a little kid i'd be like i want to go on snow white and then i'd be like it's terrifying and i hate it here why do i do this
1: <laughs> oh second yesterworld recommendation of the episode please everyone i know everyone here has watched it but our listeners please watch the snow white one and the various forms that ride has been both here and in other parks over the years because it's such a trip it's a really fascinating watch
2: also watch the Alice in Wonderland while while you're at oh my god it yes it had a part in it that I laughed at harder than I've laughed at most things
0: we
1: had to keep reminding
2: it
0: yes
1: I, I have
0: I seen that episode I don't know no, I'm sure I should, have I don't know you should know. definitely you, watch it if you haven't I I
2: know we haven't shown it to you it wasn't one of the things we showed you at one of our hangouts
1: when did that come out Alice was like last year wasn't it Lynn I wanna say twenty yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty or yeah, twenty twenty. I think I think both Snow White and Alice were twenty twenty. Okay. I'll
0: have to so just, yeah. like go look at
1: Yes like, the World's Great. See, yeah. I, yeah, I love him.
0: Cause the Snow White one, I feel like I definitely watched. But about how like
2: as horrifying it as it was for us as a kid, it was worse and before, and we actually got the toned down. Version. Yeah,
0: we got the toned down version. Yeah, yeah, which was uh, mind
2: blowing to me because I'm like, it was so scary. What do you mean it used to be scarier? Yeah,
1: I love that it was just this, the Imagineer was so mad of all his like rejected scary ideas for the Haunted Mansion. He's like, I'm gonna make a scary ride. Oh, just you watch me. I'm making a scary ride. <laughs> They're like, we need someone to make Snow Snow White. White, He's like, oh, I'll make you a Snow White ride. Yeah. (laughs) So funny.
0: Which extinct Disney attraction would you most like to bring back? I want to let Lynn start this one. I know. I was going to say, Lynn, we already know your answer. We know your answer. Like, okay, so mine's
2: a little weird. So technically, technically, this still exists, but it exists in a bastardized
1: form. I mean, it's basically a completely different ride.
2: Yes. So mm, because my answer is, The original journey into imagination.
0: Oh, that is not what I was going to guess.
2: It was my absolute favorite ride in the entire world when I was a little girl. I thought it was the most magical thing I'd ever seen. I still think it's the most magical thing I've ever seen. But under the reign of Michael Eisner, it was quote unquote, modernized. So it went from being this beautiful steampunk fairy tale ride into being like this kind of weird slapstick ride and the first incarnation under eisner removed the original mascot was just the little purple dragon figment and just had
1: um it was basically a tie-in it's a tie-in to the honey i Drunk the audience show
2: yeah and Mm -hmm. it was just it was just a mean man in a lab coat told you you have no imagination whatsoever and you went through this ride and at the end of it it was like oh now you have some imagination but it just like made fart smells at you and had some cheap optical illusions as opposed to the original ride which if listeners you're not familiar with it i suggest you look up a ride through they're not great quality because it's you know the early 90s late 80s of the original journey into imaginations and it's all just was about the dreamscape of like what a child imagination could do and it was beautiful and pastel and like it opens with this kindly man with a huge beard who my brain thought was an animatronic of my dad when i was little (laughs) coming in on this like little bike pedal steampunk dirigible contraption and he sings this cute little song which is the song that i danced with my father to my father daughter dance at my wedding about imagination and together you make an imaginary friend with him named figment he was a little purple dragon and you and the dream finder who is the steampunk professor and figment go through different aspects of the imagination So you go through dreams, you go through nightmares, you go through like conceptualizing. It was beautiful. There was a scene in it I remember that was all just in shades of white and pink and everything was clouds and there was just like this carousel that was all like muted pastel tones in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And it was it was gorgeous.
0: I totally thought you were gonna say Country Bear Jamboree.
2: Well, see, the thing is, Country Bear Jamboree still exists at Magic Kingdom, so I can still see it once a year. Well, that's true. Journey into Imagination, I will never get back.
1: No. Tony Baxter. Stays,
2: I'm going to punch Michael Eisner.
1: Tony Baxter said he would come out of retirement to fix Journey into Imagination.
2: He did, and I'm like, don't you play with me, Tony.
1: Mine is actually Journey to Imagination, even though I never got to write it, because it would make my wife the most happiest person in the world. <gasps>
0: Oh god, you are so gay. She's very um, gay.
2: I have yeah. also made her watch the ride-throughs of it because I'm like, you don't understand what it used to be. It's a hollow shell. This is the spiel she has to listen to every year <laughs> in Florida.
1: Um my my second place would be the first time I went to Epcot as a kid. Well, I didn't get to ride Journey to Imagination. I did ride Horizons. And it's weird, it's unique, it's educational, but I was like entranced with it as a kid. And I was so sad when it closed. That was a great ride. Both those rides, I think, are considered some of the best rides that were, dark rides that were ever created. And they're both gone, which is so sad. And they were both at Epcot, too.
2: Stop taking the good rides out of Epcot. Keep Epcot weird. Keep Epcot weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I've never been to another Disney park. So mine stay very firmly rooted in the realm of California Adventure and Disneyland. For California Adventure, it would be Muppets 3D, which they should have never taken out. Um, right. And for Disneyland, I I want the Skyway Tram. What the
1: fuck? Ooh, like, I that love that was the Skyway. best. <gasps> Chell, I have good news for you. Yes. The first is get ready for Hollywood Studios, where you can watch Muppets 3D, <gasps> an even better there's, version there's of Muppets a- 3D.
2: There's a tiny little Muppet land and there is Pizza Rizzo. Yeah. <gasps> Pizza Rizzo's, there's a fountain with Miss Piggy dressed as the Statue of Liberty
1: outside of what? the Muppet theater. If you ask really nicely at Muppet Vision 3D, you might get a picture with Sweetums. <gasps> I love Sweetums. Yeah, just I ask mean, really nicely. And then my other good news for you is, well, it's it's not the Skyway we we knew and loved as kids. There is a method of transportation in Disney World that just opened in 2020, I think, called the Skyliner, uh-huh. and it's kind of like a souped-up Skyway, and it goes between some of the resorts and Hollywood Studios and Epcot as well. It's free to ride, and it's really relaxing. It's really fun. Oh, cool. They mm-hmm. also
2: still have the people Mover. They do
1: still have the oh. people Mover in Florida. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, get ready for a blast in the past from a bunch of the stuff that's no longer at disneyland
0: oh i mean to be fair it does go both ways because we still have mr toad's wild ride we it's do true. so and they made
2: theirs winnie the pooh and it breaks down constantly
0: yeah it will not be going on their
2: winnie the pooh ride then you'll get stuck on it
0: yeah no. I know I we've
2: been stuck on it three times oh my god three times over it is years. one of the only rides that i've had an in-show exit on Yeah, Holy it's so like yep. a million years ago on my Instagram there is there's is video ride of us. is pretty cute. Entangled outfits that. wandering through Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah, their Pooh <laughs> ride has a scene that ours does not. Yeah, but there's ours still has.
2: Um, ours still has Country Bear in it though.
1: Yeah. And yeah. ours
0: ours has lumps and Woozles and that's the only thing I really need is heffalumps yeah. and Woozles. I
1: I would say Disneyland's Heffalump and Woozles scene is actually much better than Disney World's. It's the biggest room. So. yeah they don't have pink tigger well then they're then they're wrong then they're wrong yeah <laughs> exactly.
2: okay if disney were to build another theme park where would you want it to be and what would its theme be
1: mm. i mean just because we're local it'd be great mm. if it could be in the disneyland area even though there's there's nowhere there's no place for it to be built well, nearby. I mean, back
2: in the back in the day we were supposed to get one in long beach
1: yeah, the Disney, that was like the original, one yeah. of the, yeah, that and was I suppose caught. a lot of the original um sea, Tokyo Sea ideas were built for it. We're originally or going to be in Long
2: Beach because they had bought the parcel where the Queen Mary is.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. That would have been cool. Um,
2: But that fell through. And so like a lot of the concepts that were for that then ended up being Tokyo Disney Sea. So we almost basically had din- Disney Sea within driving distance. Thanks, oh. Michael. Eisen.
1: Do you have a new Disney in Southern California, I wouldn't want to like force relocation to anyone or any business. So I guess I wouldn't actually wish for it here unless, I don't know, they built something in the desert, (laughs) which then it would be a a pain to drive to. So I guess, I guess in Florida, even though it's Florida, but there's definitely the land there for it. And that's probably the place we get to go the second most often. If there was land, I'd want it local.
0: Yeah, just for the sake of money. <laughs> yeah, like like I like the idea of them being like all over the world. That's cool, but then but, it's hard to
2: get to. But
0: then it's hard to get to. So yeah, I'd rather just be out here. And I mean, I as long as I guess they weren't destroying like Joshua trees or something. You know, I wouldn't mind it being like way out in like Coachella or something. You know, or like you know in the deserty area, like the Salton Sea. That that's a sad fucking area of california mm-hmm. um, i was somewhere somewhere between here and vegas like that would be fucking killer
1: That'd yeah
2: be i mean preferably i'd like it to be somewhere without terrible weather
1: it could be something cool a cool indoor maybe it's an section. indoor what oh, oh like park? san
2: rio Pearl land where it's all yeah like a lot dome. of the
1: stuff in tokyo is built indoor and so there could be like amazing theming right everything could be themed with even being in a controlled environment but in a good way, and not like that weird Dickens theme park was in uh England, where it was like it smells like sewage. Oh God, no, no. Yeah, they want you to have the real, authentic
2: Dickensian experience. <laughs> Dickensian experience. <laughs> so they they literally were like, we pipe in the smell of waste, so you think you were. <laughs> yeah. So
1: you really are sewage. a Victorian orphan. Yep. Um, but it'd be cool, and they could like control like the environment and the the sky and So they could have like different like patterns to the sky, depending on where you were. So, oh my God. So it could be like tangled and it would be like the night sky with the lanterns. And then it'd be like a Toy Story world and the clouds would look like the the wallpaper.
0: Yeah, I think I would want a proper, a proper Star Wars land, like a proper full theme park that is Star Wars. That's what I would want. And the desert makes sense because everything fucking begins and ends in fucking Tatooine. That's true. So that's, that's, that's my vote. That's, that's what I'm going. Cause I do like Galaxy's Edge, of course, but oh Jesus, an entire theme park that Star Wars? Hell yes. Sign me up.
2: (laughs) I'm a basic and like, they've already cloned the various castle parks across the globe anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So um I just want a Disney Sea clone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair. Absolutely. That's fair.
2: that's what I want. I want a Disney oh. Sea clone that I don't have to get a passport to Especially the or...
0: upcoming
1: land of oh my God. um the new lands are killing me and it's gonna be so long. Fantasy Springs or whatever it's called. It's uh mm-hmm. the frozen land and the Peter Pan and well, that's what I'm saying. So, so like
0: tangled. Oh. so
1: so you can get
0: right like this whole new Star Wars land right to itself and then you take that that area that they carved out for galaxy's edge and you just extend fantasy land okay yeah that's what i would do
1: i mean that'd be cool but they just built galaxy's edge well i know this is a hypothetical okay, scenario okay. ma'am. You you with just, your with yep. you your pick indoor up galaxy's with edge sti- you drop it in the, the desert and then you yeah spread i'm sorry look at her look at her being like
0: fucking earth-shattering reality person here i'm sorry
1: i'm sorry
2: you're not canadian i was just it? gonna say she just turned
0: canadian
2: <laughs> like you're, you're not canadian
1: <laughs> all right if you could alter one current disneyland attraction what would it be and why Ooh. i Ooh. Have
2: two, and i oh. think one of them might be lisa's so i don't want to step on that one
0: no go right ahead my first one, step on me babe
2: <laughs> Our relationship is not like that. Um, <laughs> my first one, though, controversial opinion. Some of you may know this. I hate it's a small world. I hate it. I would gut it's a small world and turn it into a tangled gondola ride. <laughs> Fuck those tiny dolls with their blinky eyes and their slappy legs.
0: Uh, okay. And your second? <laughs> my
2: second one might be the same one that my wife has because it's one that we've actually discussed a bunch. Is that Autotopia Ugh. is boring. So if you're gonna keep it, you need to retheme it. Yeah, and it should be Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph. Fuck it, yeah, because that would get my ass back on Autotopia. Oh, fuck yeah amazing if it was all like and you had all like it was all like did, candy land yeah shit. so it was just candy land shit everywhere and all your cars looked like they were made out of candy and were super glittery
1: it's oh, made to fuck. be sugar rush yeah, it's it just is. it's made to be
0: sugar rush
2: like they rethemed that shit if i have the possibility of getting taffeta mutton fudges fucking car i will be there so quick
0: is it or is it not true Maybe, is it my just me in my brain can they can't have any pixar in
1: disneyland right they They have have buzz lightyear
2: they yeah they have buzz lightyear so they have some pixar already
1: oh okay they have have
2: astro blasters and they they have that's right that's
1: right in it's a small world as well yes oh that's right that's right okay when
2: they redid the little themes so, yeah, so it's
0: like
1: there's they nemo just... and dory and okay yeah oh, you're yeah. right oh yeah and yeah. the whole nemo okay, yeah yeah and... so there's there is no reason like that could actually conceivably happen like it wouldn't
2: be that hard like, oh, yeah, like no, not, not
1: pixar either rugged ralph they... is disney animation studios oh i thought it was pixar Not the same oh. studio oh, that's, that that's, that's why Frozen. there's
2: the joke in wreck it ralph too where no one un- could understand what merida's saying and they're they like go, oh she's from the other studio oh
0: right right okay i I've only seen Wreck and ralph two ones because she's the, really she's like
2: the only pixar princess
0: right 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 okay okay
2: um, okay but yeah no it would be yeah. good, like they could use the existing track and they honestly could just do cosmetic uplifts to their existing cars yeah, yeah. like it would be hard and it would be a, such a better ride like i would really actually would. i would actually go on autotopia because usually now like it's like oh you want to do autotopia and i'm like no i drove to get here yeah i don't want to drive anymore <laughs>
1: The land that Autotopia occupates is huge, huge. You could yeah. have another fantasy land, yeah, in the space that Autotopia takes place. so also alternative idea new get lands. rid
2: of Autotopia entirely and put fantasy springs that they're making in Tokyo Disney Sea there instead,
1: exactly. There you go. Yeah. They're either of those or mine, the sugar rush overlay too, because it just seems so it makes sense. It makes sense. It does make sense. And it's a budget improvement. Yeah. That they could do. Man, you two you two
0: really put a lot of thought into that. And now I feel like my answer is really dumb. What's yours? <laughs> it's just,
2: it's, we've just it's it's just a thing we've honestly spent a lot of time talking about over the years.
0: Honestly, I would revert Pirates of the Caribbean back to it was before the film franchise. <laughs>
2: I agree 1000%. I,
0: I, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not speaking obviously for every woman or anything, but I also, me personally, I never took offense to like the men and women chasing each other. The alterations are fine. I liked it because they, they, they did like a couple of iterations of it.
1: Yeah. Like I think the, yes, removing the girl from the barrel who is in very, very intimate danger yes yeah. good idea yeah thank you I, I I I don't need that in my ride
0: right but like the chasing otherwise like I don't mind it being like both you know and and like the like the women having like pitchforks and like you know the homemade tools and and stuff I think that's pretty cool
1: Disneyland Paris has a woman sword fighting one of the guys that was chasing her
0: yeah she ran as hell
1: that's cool she's Disneyland awesome Paris
2: has such a good Pirates of the Caribbean and I was so sad when I found it out because I thought it was the one like one up over them we had was that our pirates was the best pirates it it's it's not
1: even the movie integrations in theirs is better than ours so even that's more palpable yeah Disney Paris Uh,
0: okay
1: wow
2: I just shake my fist at them and go. you get everything I want
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want more integration with the newer films like i mean even by the time they added sprinklings of like beauty and the beast and like the aladdin show which now no longer fucking exists which was good but it's still what just wasn't enough you know and i would really like i would like more of that like the, their presence you know and more it's princess like, rides yeah
1: yeah yeah like more yeah princess more princess
0: rides god damn it or you know and moana and at least you know. moana is getting an
2: epcot attraction
0: she is That's yeah cool
2: so she at least is getting that
0: i mean we're finally gonna get something for tiana mm-hmm. i'm very excited not about the, which finally, the princess and the frog yeah, rethink i'm very I am very pumped. excited i'm so excited it's not like the princesses or like these films and their attractions can't exist outside of fantasy land you know so yeah and like i said just fucking carve out <laughs> dingy ass piece of real estate inside of the salt and sea star wars land get rid of galaxy's edge pick it up put it over there move it over there
2: <laughs> we'll so like di- the spongebob episode with we just peek up bikini bottom and put it yeah. over there don't
1: fully yeah. really get rid of it because rise of the resistance is incredible well no I don't love get rid of it move <laughs> it And
0: um
2: suggestion is not to get rid of it, it's to pick it up and put it over there. Yeah, Yeah, pick
0: it up and move over there. That's good. Pick it up, move it over there, and then make Fantasyland bigger and better. I like that we're just now talking circles of each other. Um, (laughs) so I think I can almost guess what all of ours is gonna be, but I think this is gonna be a pretty fast and easy question. What is your favorite show and or parade at the Disney parks? Okay, so Domestic non-holiday, <laughs> <I> <laughs> love
2: my you. favorite parade is Festival of Fantasy at Magic Kingdom. Okay. Overall, but it's only holiday, is Boo to You at the Boo Magic Kingdom. To you. International is the Dreaming Up Parade at Tokyo Disneyland. My favorite show at a Disney Park is Royal Friendship Fair at Magic Kingdom, which is what I made the Minnie Mouse costume from.
1: So my nostalgia favorite is Fantasmic. I have so much nostalgia love for Fantasmic. As a very, very small child, I remember when it first premiered and just it being mm-hmm. blowing my mind. So my, my nostalgia love is definitely with Fantasmic and like anything that showed on the theater, it was like the, the fairytale theater, the mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse theater, whatever the theater, it's still there, but the stuff that was there when we were kids, like the, the Beauty and the Beast musical, Pocahontas, Pocahontas mm-hmm. musical, which, you know, super problematic, but that music is beautiful. That, that, mm-hmm. that show was beautiful. And they, they did the Snow White one after that which was just beautiful as well. I loved those shows. My My Kingdom for Modified Musical back in that theater. I really hope they do that again. For current running stuff, it definitely overlaps with Lynn. My favorite parade I've ever seen is Boo to You. Me and Lynn are like obsessed with Boo to You. It makes us so happy. It's just my favorite parade is the Halloween one from Magic Kingdom. And I love the castle show, the same one she mentioned, um, the Mickey's Friendship Fair. Uh, very specifically, the older version of it, the one with all the cute Renaissance they costumes. They
2: modified it now, and now they're in, like, the 50th anniversary outfits, and all the backup dancers are, like, in 50s swing dresses instead Ugh. of, like, Ren Faire costumes, and they changed the main song. It's not as good, I'm
1: It's not as good. It's not as good. And that... It's like, why did you do this? And that, that castle show, like... That and both Booty U like very much coincide with me and Lynn first started regularly making these fall trips and like seeing that castle show like one of the first times that like we were there and then seeing the Booty U parade and just these wonderful like new experiences as an adult at Disney versus the ones that I had as a kid that gave me that same kind of like, this is so exciting. um You know, this is magical. So definitely, definitely those. What about you, Chell?
0: I'm a basic bitch and I've only been to one park. Well, two. You know what I mean? <laughs> i'm like two i guess california adventure i guess that's technically two yeah it's two. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it to, is is two. two. if you have to buy, buy a, separate to a ticket. special
2: ticket to walk over to it it counts as a second yeah, yeah.
0: i'm a basic bitch the electrical light parade oh i love the light. Is, is will always be i think my favorite parade even if like you know i visit all of the the parks i don't it just everything everything hit hits it like right in the feels and stuff even the music, like even that, like that weird, like eighty synth electronica music, like that burro codown. That's just yeah, exactly. Like that, that shit is just me. You know, like that is like what I listen to anyway. As far as shows, I mean, same big, same Phantasmic. I can't, I can't get over it. Lynn chuckles at us, but that's that's okay. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I love Phantasmic. And for fireworks kind of situation, I really do love Remember Dreams Come True, uh, the 50th anniversary one, because one, Julie Andrews was the narrator. And then two, they mashed all of the music from all of the attractions.
2: Okay. What kind of restaurant slash eatery would you like to add to Disneyland?
0: Seafood. Do like,
2: you want to be more specific than that?
0: Like, I, I just, I like, I want... Paint me a word picture. What's the theme in here? <laughs> I'd like to say New Orleans Square. All right. And I really want it to be like, remember where Galaxy's Edge was? They had like the big barbecue, like all you can eat barbecue fest, like stuff back yeah, there. Yeah, I never
1: ate there, yes. but I remember that being I, back there. We I to the did eat zone. there.
0: Like I got in for free because it was my birthday, July 17th. Thank you very much for Our being born on the day that Disneyland opened. So I always got in for free until they stopped doing that. Bastards. So I want it kind of like that, but like a crab boil or like a crawdads and, and like a shrimp boil or something, you know, like I want it to be Southern. I want like oysters. I just want like delicious down and dirty get in there, you know, (laughs) kind of, kind of like Southern seafood stuff, Creole food.
2: Is Henry (laughs) Connick Jr. going to show up at some point?
0: (laughs) Maybe.
1: Mine would probably be another sit-down restaurant where they give you refills of iced tea and you can hide from the sun. It's a very low bar from what I want, but that's what I want. If we could have a, a be our guest, a Cinderella's royal table, a Skipper's canteen, a Skipper's can canteen would be great. Even a, a, a Tony's on Main Street, just something something cute and and Disney themed and sit down. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like a Skipper canteen or a Tony's, just a place to sit down, relax have a meal and have some great theming both in the menu and in the environment around you like super's cantina is so fun so it'd be great if we could have something you know like that at the disneyland parks that sounds good
2: i want the snuggly duckling <gasps> that'd be so fun and What's it that? could be it's it's the little tavern in tangled that oh yeah he takes her cute. to to be like you can't cut it out here this place is full of criminals right
0: right right and just instead they all love her place. and
2: they have a song yeah it'd be great and they could like serve like pub food like fish and chips and...
1: hell yeah yeah that'd be so cute like,
2: in my head not that i am endorsing this person or their franchises but in my head it would be sort of like what they did with um the three broomsticks? broomsticks yeah at universal ah uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah, that yeah kind of
2: like you know like english pub food like you get fish and chips you get <clears throat> shepherd's pie you can you know yeah you can
0: and that shit is bomb too. Get like. some
2: beer, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Get a Guinness while you're at it. So that's my vote because I want the Snuggly Duckling. goddamn it,
1: that'd I. be awesome. And you could pull to a Small World and put it there. Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, I hate Tokyo <laughs> Disney Sea like. is getting a quick service Snuggly Duckling, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's part of their their the Disney
1: the Fantasy Springs.
2: Yeah, they're man. getting they're getting a Tangled ride. They're getting snuggly duckling they're getting i think a third thing i think they're getting like some sort of like a walkthrough of my type thing i know peter pan's getting two rides
0: peter pan's getting two rides i'm kind of glad then that like i didn't go because now i have like all of these things to like kind of like save up for and go
1: yeah this new well, land, land looks what we've been amazing. telling ourselves
0: about the
2: fact that our honeymoon didn't get to be there <laughs> <'Cause we're laughs> yeah like, okay. i know by because... the time we get to go we'll be able to go on the tangled shit
0: yeah yeah
1: Alright, Once Upon a Time questions. If you could have a crossover arc or a single episode with another show, Ooh. which show would you pick?
2: I don't really know, so I'm just going with the first TV show that randomly popped into my brain and I'm going to say The X-Files. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be hilarious.
2: Like, it is what it is. It's like, The X-Files. It's
0: going to be like that kind of like unhinged episode with like the vampires Mm -hmm. and we get like the different perspectives and shit you know Mm -hmm. that's that's a good dana he didn't know your name was dana i'm trying to think of like another fantasy show i mean
2: like an actual good answer no i mean x-files (laughs) like like me over here being like i don't know fuck it the x-files
0: that'd be hilarious though because yeah he would come they come to investigate like all these rumors of magic, and now they have to like pretend to be normal. And they're like, Oh, maybe <laughs> a whole bunch of
2: like people awkwardly leaning and be like, Nope, nope, magic, no, no, no magic here. here, no magic here drops a sheet over Regina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she aims a fireball at them.
2: Regina, like, no, spritz her with a water bottle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's hilarious. You got it all mapped
1: out. <laughs> I feel like the answer is right in front of me, too. Do you want me to go so you have yes, my Yes, please think? do. Okay. So even though they do the Arthurian legend stuff in season five, when it comes to like tonally, I feel like it should have been BBC Merlin world. I can see the show crossing over to the BBC Merlin land and like having that same kind of like sometime very goofball, sometimes super serious energy. And I think that would be delightful. And then it would also be funny because I think there's a couple overlapping cast members. Like, good old Tom Ellis is he's a super. villain on BBC Merlin. He's King centric And he's, like, really campy.
2: He also was Gary like, on Chewing.
1: Miranda. I want to, yes, crossover Gary from Miranda. <laughs> <Started> over,
2: <it's laughs> just turn it over. Just a confused baker being like, I don't understand any of this.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that'd be very cute. But in I've Brooke. invented
2: a savory muffin. My girlfriend hates it. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. also lucifer we'll just cross over every tom ellis just put tom
2: ellis back in once upon a time i'm not picky and he's playing
1: like six different characters from six (laughs) different shows
0: okay i have i have two answers all right
1: the first is doctor who because that was the first thing that popped in my head
0: oh yeah that would work that would work work. Uh, and i'm like that could actually work i mean they've done kind of fairy tale
2: episodes so i feel like absolutely that wouldn't be too big of a reach
0: no oh shit what was the other one i had it oh god damn why is my brain so fuzzy tonight um monday my guy i guess i don't have mondays the way that you two have mondays it doesn't matter mondays monday's a state of mind poison yeah yeah this is true it was another fantasy one shit is it american or british i don't remember okay
1: well let's just move on just, oh I'm just sad defeat. now. Clearly, the correct answer was supernatural. <laughs> the entire cast is already on the show.
0: Oh, they my can gosh. just double up their roles. Uh yeah, that probably we just
2: would be don't that, talk right. about the fact that there's people playing multiple roles.
0: Um, I think my answer might have been stranger things. Oh, okay. That'd be that'd be cool yeah i i I think like eldritch horror season could could come in and and just kind of like fuck shit up and and then you have like they could do
2: a lovecraft season
0: yeah 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 so yeah i would say yeah stranger things and doctor who (laughs) those
2: are solid answers
0: all right so our next question is if you had to be stranded on a deserted island with two once upon a time characters who would you be stranded with and why
1: all right. I thought about this one a little in advance. I did and too. <laughs> and it's very practical. Mine would be Neil because he got off Neverland. He could figure out how to get off a desert island. And then Snow because she's super practical. And I feel like those two, there wouldn't be like a lot of bickering energy. There wouldn't be any like weird tension or anything like that. So I think it would be like pretty livable to be with Neil and Snow. And they would figure a way to get us home and safe. And so that's just my answer. We're going to have a practical squad. I'm going to be useless, but Snow and Neil can figure it out.
2: I want to be stranded with Emma and Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the gay answer. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be elaborating at this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, Emma is definitely on there because she's got kind of like the whole package. She got the Hulk smash. Mm-hmm. She has the tenacity. She also has magic.
2: Yeah, if Emma's there, you're going to be taken care
0: of. I'm not going to starve. No. Like Emma's.
2: She will rip a tree in half to hand you a coconut from the top of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then the second one. See, I don't want Regina because because then I'm a victim to her whims
2: that you'd just be annoyed within a couple days at most
0: probably probably Maybe third wheel in it i yeah and then That's there's true that. i basically true. be turned into a marriage counselor mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like neil is a good is a good go snow would be good um because she's also a survivalist am i using that word correctly survivalist she's a survivor there you go she's
1: a survivor
0: so yeah i would say snow and emma because because they get along obviously and so there's you know any any bickering or disagreement they will work out in a healthy way and as much as i love charming him and emma together without somebody like <laughs>
2: they need the one brain cell.
0: yeah they need the one brain cell they're just two orange cats making a bunch of bad decisions <laughs> so yeah i would say snow and emma because they will definitely get us off that island
1: yeah, my, my first thing was Neil because of the Neverland stuff. But then I was like, oh, and Emma. And then I was like, no, that's going to be awkward tension. I yeah. don't want to be stuck on an island with that. So then I was like, so. And then they'll make up and they'll have Snow like the weird survivor. makeup sacks. And you just no. don't want to be the third party to that. Don't want that. Um, What is your favorite fairy tale? Well, I guess I, I already answered this. It's, it's The Wild Swans by Hans Christian Andersen. Specifically that version. It's my personal favorite. I like it more than some of the other interpretations of the brothers turn into Mm birdsmith
2: because the heroine's named elisa
1: i also just like it better there's no dead babies (laughs) and instead there's just ghosts and spooky graveyards so there's no like there's dead babies she's eating babies she's a witch there's none of that i don't want that i don't want that anywhere near my favorite fairy tale but oh she's collecting nettles in the graveyards and there's all these spooky spirits about oh she must be a witch Yes, please. More of that in my favorite fairy tales. So wild swans all the way. Get out of here. Six swans. Wild swans is where it's at. Good it heavens!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple answers. Swan Lake, but I actually prefer the version where they live happily ever after, not where they die tragically. So the anime version of that is my favorite. The Nutcracker and the the Oz books that is an american fairy tale
2: those are all good answers i them?
0: mean i'm not picking it because it is american don't get me wrong i'm just no it's just good yeah yeah so yeah those those three are my favorite
2: honestly mine minor snow white and red riding hood
1: those are exactly what i thought they would be
2: yeah because I've, I've kind of i've not been subtle about my favorite fairy tales no like i wrote i wrote a thesis in college on snow white
0: even to this day i sort of fantasize about Going back to school to just study folklore and fairy tales. So I can write my big thesis on Peter Pan.
2: Yeah, I, I had a folklore and fairy tales class and my, my thesis was on Snow White. It was it was a rad class.
1: All right. So what fairy tale gave you guys nightmares as a kid? Mm-hmm.
2: So many.
1: Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> as mentioned earlier, as a young child, I was given the complete Grimm's fairy tales as a very young child, like seven. And up to then it was, you know, I pretty much only knew the Disney versions of fairy tales. So when I got to all the like, oh, the evil queen had her eyes plucked out or is forced to like, dance in red hot shoes until she dies. And people are cutting pieces of their feet off to fit in the glass slipper. Like it was all kind of nightmarish for a young kid.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
2: So I'm just like, I can't honestly pick one because like, I'm like, I don't know, Cinderella gave me nightmares, Sleeping Beauty gave me nightmares, <laughs> Snow White gave me nightmares, Hansel and Gretel gave me nightmares. Oh yeah, which I think that one maybe s- stuck a lot because um to this day one of my biggest fears is cannibalism. Like I can pinpoint the exact thing that caused the cannibalism fear and it was not Hansel and Gretel, but I think it helped. It was in fact a music video.
1: Tom Petty. <laughs>
2: it was the music video for Don't Come Around Here No More.
1: They eat Alice. That's mm-hmm. cake. Cute, mm-hmm. gross. Yeah,
2: she's, like, she's part cake, and, like, the Mad Hatter and the White Rabbit are just, like, taking slices of cake out. Nasty. And she's like frightened and uncomfortably drumming her fingers on the table as this is happening during the video. And I saw this music video very young.
0: I should. It's a it's, Tom Teddy music video. If it's still around, I should show you guys the music video my sister directed for Jefferson Airplane's "White Rabbit" because I played mm. Alice. Oh, nice. And my brother was the Mad Hatter, and my sister-in-law was the March Hare. And it's like, I mean, she took it literally, like with the whole drug trip thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. But it was a fun, fun thing to film.
2: That sounds
0: fun. I was very scared of Peter and the Wolf. Like we had the was it Leonard Bernstein record oh, that was narrated. I exactly which one you're talking that about. It was narrated, I think, by David Bowie,
1: maybe. Was that it? I think it is David Bowie, yeah. yeah. I think so.
0: And Peter and the Wolf scared me because like I'm very, you know, I'm very sensitive to auditory stuff. And and so the the instruments that represented like the animals mm-hmm. were like were very emotional for me, very very emotional. So I was terrified of the wolf. And what was the animal that like you think got eaten? The yes, bird, I know what you're talking it? about. It was like a it was like a bird. Yeah, it was yeah, a bird. it's
2: represented by the flute. Yeah, yes. Because I remember, yeah. yes. Cause I remember like the flute stops at one point. You're just like, <gasps>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And it like it, it just. I mean, it just upset me so much. It it was like to this day, like I remember the night that my mom put the record on for us and me just like having an existential fucking crisis and, (laughs) and, and, and going through running the whole gamut of emotions of human emotion, listening to it and being just like, make it stop, you know, (laughs) my mom promising me that it had a happy ending. I I don't know if that constitutes as a fairy tale, but I think so. I think so. It's certainly a folk tale.
1: Mine is very specifically, my only exposure to the story was actually an episode of Fairy Tale Theater, which for those of you who might not be familiar with it, I think we've talked about it a few times. We on have the talked show, about it many a time. But late 80s, early 90s, just really enjoyable. But there is an episode called like the boy who left home to learn about the shivers, something like that. Mm-hmm. Talking about this one scared me. It super super scared me. I've not seen it as an adult, but I remember as a kid it it frightened me. Even that Snow White version scared me, and
0: that was the only Snow White I'd ever seen, and I really liked it. I didn't see the Disney one until I was twelve, but like I grew up with that one, and I really liked it. But the queen, as like the peddler, she was so creepy. You know, like she was just. <laughs> you know and then and then like the way she just like goes bananas when Vincent Price is the magic mirror like refuses to reflect her reflection anymore like that was her punishment and just the way she flies into like this frenzy oh yeah that oh my was, god that was like upsetting. i was like yeah. it was so upsetting i was like oh my god <laughs> so you're just like what the fuck is going on so like man i do not have a good track record with snow white apparently not (laughs) which is so sad because it's actually like i'm like i really want to watch the film again (laughs) just to like make peace with it (laughs) i mean i love it i fucking love the the music it slaps i i shelled out
2: for like the really expensive anniversary diamond edition that came out a few years back that's nice because i was all like i'm depressed i'm gonna buy snow white <laughs>
0: <laughs> we um so you know disney theme at oh, I uh, camp i friends. volunteer at, and you know we're playing disney music usually at all our meals and uh you know we dig 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 and hi, which leads into hi ho comes on i know all the fucking words i know that i know all the words to one song like i'm like man yeah for a movie that I've seen like probably like twice
2: (laughs) but you said you had the sing-along tapes
0: right but I had the like I had like yeah I had the sing-along tapes and then I think just like you know I just got into Disney music too
2: so I know as a kid I definitely watched the sing-along tapes until they basically broke
0: I didn't like own like the officially sanctioned ones or nothing I like had like stuff that was just recorded off tv like off of Disney Channel that still counts yeah all right. Here's our last question. What fairy tale do you most wish once upon a time had done and done right?
2: So done or done right. Cause there's ones that they've done that I wish they did correctly. So okay. ones they haven't touched at all, but I so want one, them to do it correctly.
0: Correct. So like they're going to do it right, but they haven't done it right. It's not in the show but they will do it correctly they're not gonna like you know fuck it up in other words because like you know like there would be stuff that i would go i would love for this to have been there but i don't want them to fuck it up you know
2: fuck it i'm going baba yaga
0: yeah that's a great answer because done right it would
2: be rad yeah i just want my house on chicken legs god damn (laughs) it
1: oh no i'm gonna be a one trick pony am i gonna save the wild swans i just want the the wild wild swans. swans again um I'll think of something. Ooh, the steadfast tinge soldier. Aww. I think they could have done like a arc all around like his journey. That mm-hmm. story
2: fucked me up as a kid.
1: Oh, it's so good though.
2: Oh no, it's yeah. super good, but like I just it remember is like
0: so just,
1: sad. Like,
2: yeah, I just remember it's like being so wrapped with the tragedy of it as a child.
1: Or ooh, the tinder box apparently I just want to Hans Christian Andersen stuff but he's my like favorite fairy tale person so I love
2: I love you very much but sometimes being married to you is kind of like living with the dad from my big fat greek wedding (laughs) except instead of everything being greek it's everything's danish
1: yeah Um. yeah the tinderbox would be awesome well then we'd have like terrible cg with like the Dogs with eyelids as big as saucers, or whatever. That no, but this is what but it's done right right, that but just done, be done right. right? You'd be guaranteed. Yeah, that yeah. Would guaranteed. Be
0: correctly, you'd be guaranteed. Yeah. So
1: yeah, my answer would be either the, the steadfast tinge soldier or the tinderbox, because I think those could lend themselves to being really interesting present day storylines. Versus you know these tough journeys happening on the other side of things, and I, I think that could have made something really interesting and a little unique. So believe it or not. I actually have in my Tumblr drafts
0: that now I'm looking at a running list of characters that should have made it into Once Upon a Time. (laughs) And I have 10. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and read them off. Madam Mim. Yes. That would have been great. Number two, Baba Yaga.
2: Hell yeah
0: number three Morgan Le Fay nice yeah we don't get her
1: with the no Arthurian stuff which is yeah. weird, weird, weird. It's Like we're
2: gonna do Arthur stuff but we're not gonna have Morgan in it it's like why why the- right.
0: especially with like okay I know things that you two don't so I'm not gonna spoil it but like with the way that like season six goes like there was plenty of opportunity to do this Madame Leota oh that would have been cool that would have been yeah. so cool because they already get like the the sorcerer's mansion, right? So like creepy mansions just kind of show up. So there you go. I don't know if this is their IP anymore to fuck with, but you know, whatever. The Horned King, come on. Yeah. Like that, like he would have, he would have ruled. The one person who could have fixed all of this Wizard of Oz fuckery that we are about to dive into, Ozma of Oz. I think she should have appeared and taken out Zelina at the end of S3 and then we would have never had to suffer her for the rest of the series. Sorry. I am going to be
1: watching with an open mind about her.
0: Yeah, a lot of our listeners really love Zelina.
2: Did we get a Glinda? I don't remember
0: glinda no no this is ozma ozma no
2: i i know that i asked um, if in the oz oh, in the oz i think we get a cycle of once upon a time we do we get a glinda we
1: do right get now. a glinda because i cannot remember let glinda. me take a look because i think she's in the like there's no place like home episode where thought, we see the rival of dorothy
0: yeah i was gonna say i don't think she comes in until later
2: because for the life of me, I couldn't remember. Yes,
1: oh yeah, she has of? a like fabulous beauty queen hair. Ooh, wow! You think I'd remember her then? Kansas—that's the episode I remember her being in. But she was in a curious thing with her first appearance in Kansas was her last. That's appearance. all season four, right? I think that's the end of season three. Oh. Could be season four. Uh, she's in. Uh, she debuts in the 19th episode of the third season mm. and is portrayed by guest star Sunny Madbray. And she looks like a Southern beauty queen. Oh, hell. Um, I just
2: looked her up. She's cute. Yeah. Why don't I remember you? Why haven't I done this costume?
1: <laughs> it's a really cute costume. Blanked it out.
2: I mean, to be fair, I think I was sewing a lot during that season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think- You were it was, sewing during It the was very background.
0: Yeah. So- Number seven, I put Persephone because they had a whole fucking season dedicated to a really lame ass Hades. So I wanted them to like get Persephone. That's
2: because they're too big of cowards to do what Descendants finally was brave enough to do for us, which was to give us a hot Hades.
0: Yeah. Swan Lake, because I'm indulgent.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, I I love Swan Lake. I'm here for you.
0: Elliot the dragon. Hello. (laughs) We needed more dragons in this series, especially friendly ones who would have befriended Henry. That would oh, have been cute. No, that would have been ha- ha- so
2: cute. Wouldn't
0: that have been amazing if like he had like, I don't know, make like, maybe everyone's just like so busy with magic and all this shit. And he just got really lonely. And 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 made Elliot came to him and made a friend. Yeah. That'd
2: oh, cute. that'd be sweet. I like that.
0: And then number 10, which to be honest, they legit could have done Tia and Tony Castaway from like the whole Escape to Witch
1: Mountain art. Oh. 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 I, I could see that working quite well with once upon a time actually exactly right
2: mm-hmm. i've only seen that movie once
1: it's weird
0: oh it's this so movie. good it's weird it's totally 70s it is oh no, it was definitely wackadoo. weird
2: i saw it at the castro theater in san francisco yep as it was the one year it's what they did for halloween as they showed that and they showed um something wicked this way comes
0: <gasps> i fucking love that movie that movie I, gave me so, so many it's bad so dreams good. and i love it have you read the book i have i prefer the movie that's fair because the book is in prose and it's mm. very purpley and i'm like I, oh bradbury. I'm a bradbury
2: girl but yeah it was Cape from witch mountain it was something wicked this way comes and it was the last one was supposed to be watcher in the woods but something happened to their copy of it
0: <laughs> dude watcher in the woods fuck dude that movie is of all the disney films of all like the weird 60s and 70s like you know just fucking banana shit Watcher in the Woods, which I think actually came out in 1980, is the weirdest and scariest like live-action Disney film. And it's ever. crazy that it
2: there's was banned for a while.
1: Oh yeah. There's two completely different cuts. Uh-huh. And two different endings. Yeah, it has different what what the thing is is completely different in both versions.
0: Yeah, I know. Um I rented it on DVD. That was the first time I think I ever saw it. And it was within the last decade maybe or just thereabouts and um because it was still when i was like renting dvds from netflix and they had the, the different endings nice i'm pretty I sure because they put it on dvd
2: because i got it from when blockbuster video was going out of business they had a copy of watcher in the woods nice and i was like hell yeah having that and, and that accidentally it- shoplifted the incredibles
0: i thought
1: it was meet the robinsons
0: it
2: was meet the robinsons from a closing blockbuster it. Yeah, well, you know they were dying anyway.
0: Oh fuck them! They made a lot of mom and pop video stores go out of business, and they were dying anyway. (laughs) Oh god, I I have no sympathy for Blockbuster. They censored some of their films. Okay, then. So that was it. That was our interlude episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to return in two weeks with our season three episode twelve. (laughs) Twelve. Thus begins the B. Plot, I guess, or the B yeah, part B three B three B with the New York Serenade. The New York Serenade. Okay, cool. <laughs> I know what we're doing at all times. Absolutely. I never do. Spoiler alert: We already recorded that episode, and we we mostly like it. Mostly yes, like it. Yes. It's a fun one. It is. So. it is actually is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it.
1: We'll see y'all. See y'all later.
0: Talk fairy tales with us on Anchor.fm slash Once Upon a Rewatch. Tweet us at Once Upon
1: Rewatch. Participate in episodic polls on Instagram at Once Upon Rewatch. Follow us at Once Upon a Rewatch.tumblr.com. If you enjoy Once Upon a Rewatch, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts
0: or on your platform of choice.
1: The artwork for a podcast was by Lighty Ruru.
2: We want to say a very special thank you to the master of free music, Kevin McLeod. Our intro music is Frost Waltz, and our outro music is Fairytale Waltz.
0: This podcast uses material from episode-specific pages on the Once Upon a Time wiki at Fandom and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.
1: And remember, all plot devices come with a price. I have a, a quick story to tell. So as a child, as an itty-bitty child, and you know, you love things and you're playing with friends or or siblings or cousins or whatever, and you're all married to a character, right? hmm Now, <laughs> it was very specific if you were playing Star Wars with me as a child, because no one could have Han as their boyfriend because he was for Leia. So right, what if you of were course.
2: pretending to be Leia?
1: Then you could have Han
2: okay because that's no what one... I when I was a kid I was just like I'm Princess Leia and I'm married to Han Solo.
1: No one could have Luke as a boyfriend because he was too perfect and no one could have him. Aww. Oh my god
2: who did people get to date in Star Wars in your land?
1: And so I dated Wedge and Tilly's oh who god, I loved I so much. That was my Star Wars boyfriend and then my cousin's Star Wars boyfriend was Lando and so those were the two I was gonna say did someone date.
2: snap up Lando because he seems yeah. to be the only eligible bachelor left after your Batch crazy rules
1: <laughs> yeah i mean this was when I was like five and you know how five-year-olds are but like i very specifically remember being like no luke is too good for me but but wedge wedge is dreamy and he's a hero i'm gonna be with wedge because <laughs> luke is like no one can touch luke you tyrant <laughs> <laughs> by, by very strict star wars rules
0: i know way to gatekeep man way to gatekeep I, I had to, to play i had to play star wars with my brother who is eight years older than me. I should preface that. And he had all the Star Wars action figures and the play sets and things. And I wanted them to like play together and have like, you know, parties and, and stuff and you like tea parties and things. And he was like, no, Han Solo cannot have a tea party with Greedo. And I was just like,
2: is the issue here the tea party or the Greedo's at it? Because I assure you, Han Solo looks like a man who would enjoy himself a tea party. The issue... No,
0: no, no. The issue was, like, I was mixing and mingling, like, people who are uh, obviously sworn to enemies. And, you know, Chewbacca could not hang out with the Rancor. He was very rules guy about it. And I was just like...
2: I was an only child and no one wanted to play Star Wars with me, so I played Star Wars alone with my dogs and got to be whoever the hell I wanted to be. (laughs) It was always Princess Leia. (laughs) And my dogs did not care.
0: Were they Chewbacca?
2: I think Bear, my golden retriever, was Chewbacca.